Hey there women and men, boys and girls. Today we're gonna to talk a little bit more about biblical womanhood, and that's why I'm joined by my wife, Tracy. As we continue in our anthropology series, today is week number two. Last time we talked about the fact that there's a difference between man and woman, and it's good, God made us that way. And today we're gonna to talk a little bit more about biblical womanhood, and here's the big idea. The biblical picture of a godly woman combines strength and servanthood, and Proverbs 31 in the Old Testament provides the classic example. Now, Tracy, some people might come to this series with their guard up. Maybe they're a little suspicious. Mm -hmm. Maybe they think, well, wait a second, you're going to just approach this from the Bible and say that women are supposed to just be quiet and go do the laundry and make the meals and get my slippers, right? And <laughs> Before we even jump into Proverbs 31, what would you say to that? Yeah, I think what we're going to discover in this series and what we set up last week is that being a woman is a beautiful, awesome thing. And that anything that maybe you've heard culturally or a misunderstanding maybe of how the Bible would talk about the difference between men and women or the point of women if you have any question that God didn't create you to be powerful and strong and important and a great partner to a man, um, then you're mistaken. And I hope that you have ears to hear that. Uh, whether you're a woman, whether you're a man who's married or has a daughter, like I think it's really important for us to understand what did God intend for woman? Yeah, in fact, we plan on having this conversation with our kids, 20 and 18 woman and man mm -hmm. and so if you're a parent out there we encourage you to watch this video talk about it we're only going to get the conversation started here we're not going to say everything that could be said about the topic but i think what we do find in proverbs 31 is going to be really helpful all right so here's the first mark of a proverbs 31 woman and it comes from verses 17 and 25 it says she is energetic and strong a hard worker she is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. Mark number one of a Proverbs 31 woman is strength. Yeah, so right out of the gate, we're seeing that a woman is meant to be strong. A woman has dignity. She's energetic. She's a force to be reckoned with. In fact, when you look at Proverbs 31 and the virtues of a Proverbs 31 woman, virtue means strength. And it's similar to the word valor that you hear with men or we hear in our military. So I hope women out there, you don't assume that being a woman means you're weak, that you're timid. No, the first mark of a Proverbs 31 woman is strength. And one of the things that I love from these verses is there at the end where it says she laughs without fear of the future. To me, that's where strength is really found, that a woman would not fear the future. I don't know about other women out there, but as a parent, I've had a lot of fear for my kids. And I wish that I could say that I've approached every situation that they've ever faced without fear, but there have been times where I've worried too much. I've been consumed by that. And what we see is that what God's saying is, no, a woman doesn't need to fear the future. And in fact, she leads with strength and with dignity and with energy. All right, here's our second mark and it's compassion. Proverbs 31:20 says, she extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. 
as women, we can get caught up in just feeling like, are we worthy enough? You know, do we measure up to other people? We can become very internally focused and more concerned about how we present ourselves to the world around us and, you know, dealing with self-esteem kind of issues. And what we see here is that this idea of compassion means we have to be outward focused. We need to be aware of the world around us, that a, a woman of virtue is a woman of compassion that wants to help others. And she's other focused enough to even realize the needs that are around her. Verse 26 gives us the third mark, which is wisdom. It says, when she speaks, her words are wise and she gives instructions with kindness. Yeah, so the idea of wisdom is knowledge plus experience, which then leads to good decisions. And so a woman of wisdom, then she counts the cost of decisions. She's thoughtful in the things that she does. And then when we make decisions, when we exercise wisdom, we do it kindly. And I think at least for me as a woman, sometimes I can be quick to be critical or to be biting with my words. But as I lead my kids, as I'm setting a tone in my home, as I'm interacting with other women in my life to remember that wisdom isn't just having great things to say that people look up to you, but that we do it gently and kindly. We're calling the fourth mark attentiveness. And verse 27 says, she carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Now, Tracy, does that mean that women have to be in charge at home and men have to go out and work? Because I'm sure some people are gonna be wondering. Yeah, I don't think that that's what we need to draw that as a major conclusion to the passage. I think the point, again, as we're looking at, you know, biblical womanhood, that what God created for women is to be attentive, to not be lazy, to be aware of what's happening in her surroundings, whether she's at home, whether she's at work, whether she's out on the weekends and a social event, that, that idea is that we're watchful, that we're aware, that we're paying attention, again, being outwardly focused and that we're not lazy and idle because I'm sure many women can relate to that. Men too, that when we're idle, when we're lazy, when we're laying around just watching Netflix, the fruit of that doesn't produce great things for us. So being busy and watchful, attentive and assertive, those are things that are defined as, you know, biblical womanhood. And our fifth and final mark of a Proverbs 31 woman is servanthood. Verse 11 and 12 says, her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. Yeah, it might be at this point that you're wondering, okay, when is she or he gonna talk about that S word, that word that a lot of people are afraid of, this idea of submission. Mm -hmm. um, and I just want you guys to know as a woman, when I look at that fifth virtue of, or a mark of a biblical woman is this idea of servanthood, I put submission with that, that mm -hmm. I'm not afraid to say that I feel like in my role in relationship with you, Brian, as my husband, that I want to serve you and enrich your life. I want to make your life better. I want to do things to love you and to serve you. And part of that is that I'm not trying to usurp your authority or try to steal or take something from your role as a man in the home because I feel like that seems better or stronger. No, I come into our marriage with strength, understanding who God created me to be as your wife and as a woman. 
And I'm not afraid to say that I can submit to your leadership in different things. That doesn't mean that you tell me what to do and I'm getting your slippers like you started in the beginning. But I'm not afraid to say that in my God-given role as a servant, as a woman, that that comes from a place of strength. If Jesus is a servant, then are we looking at him saying that that was weak? No, that was his model for us. So as a woman, as a wife, as a mother, I'm marked by the heart of servanthood which includes that idea of that I want to submit my heart, my desires to you, Brian, just like you submit and give your heart to me. Yeah, and some women watching this, some young women watching this, I, my, my guess is younger women are going to have a harder time with this last mark compared to probably older women, generally speaking, mm -hmm. because I think so many young women today have sort of a bad taste in their mouth when it comes to the idea that, a woman should be a servant to a man. And by the way, I want to just say to the women watching this and to the men watching this in the next lesson, we're going to really give it to the men and we're going to talk about biblical manhood. And you really have to do both of these together. But Tracy, what would you say to the young woman who's just maybe cringing a little bit at that last mark of a, of a Proverbs 31 woman? Yeah, I would just say, be careful of, of the filter with which you hear that information and to not let the way the world maybe has divine, defined submission and servanthood to be this negative thing, the way God designed it. Again, the whole point of this series is that God created men and women and he created us to be different for a reason. And, and really my heart in being a part of this particular topic today is just to remind us that God created women for a great purpose, for strength, for dignity, for virtue. Like that's not to be weak and just passed off as this thing that's just stomped on by men. That's just not how God designed it to be. Yeah, author John Piper writes, I believe that the femininity to which God calls women is the path of freedom for every woman. It will not look the same in every woman, but it will lay responsibilities on all women in the same way that mature masculinity lays responsibilities on all men. And of course, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33, Paul says, so again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Now, again, we'll talk more about this next week as we talk about biblical manhood. But for now, you can use the questions down below to talk about this particular topic with your family, group, or mentor.